Next on BYU Sports Nation, overcoming obstacles and winning the big one. What's the next breakthrough accomplishment for BYU athletics? BYU men's volleyball is back in familiar territory, the postseason. Assistant coach Lucas Slave joins us to preview Saturday's quarterfinal match against Stanford. Plus, another annual trip to Las Vegas for BYU football and three sweeps for BYU over the weekend. Winning is fun. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Mics are hot. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play from Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, April 10th, we're back to work wherever and however you're dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with... BYUSN's eighth inning setup reliever, Jason Shepard. Yep, going to the bullpen right here. It's appropriate. I'm wearing uh I'm wearing my BYU baseball uh whatever you jacket. call that. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what it's called. Uh, I think it's called a hot jacket. Yeah, hot jacket. Whatever that means. It means that you have to be hot to wear it. So, <laughs> why am I wearing it? I don't know. <laughs> you have to be hot to wear it. Yeah, please, so it's please a, expound on that, Jason. So it's appropriate that I'm wearing a baseball jacket today. Yeah, it is because BYU was red hot over the weekend. Good grief! Not only, I mean, every aspect. Not only the offense that you know scored 12 runs and whatnot, but you had the, the pitching staff that allowed three earned runs the entire series. That's pretty good. Pretty dang good. Dare I say worthy? Of wearing a hot jacket. Yes. Hey, let's start this thing with an announcement, shall we? I like it. Las Vegas, we're coming back. BYU Sports Nation has taken the show on the road again, this time in coordination with BYU Athletics and the Fan Fest on Saturday, April 22nd in Vegas. BYUSN will broadcast live for two hours from Craig Ranch Regional Park from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern, that is 12 to 2 p.m. local Vegas time. Join us for interviews with BYU coaches and players. Mark it down. Just do it! That is going to be an epic fan fest. We know how many BYU fans are already in the greater Vegas area. But when you incorporate all of the surrounding areas, people will be driving down from... St. George. From St. George... Any Salt Lake, Provo, people will drive down for this fan fest. You've got the Southern California fans that can come up, even though they're going to have one of their own. But this is going to be awesome. I think it's fantastic that we're going to be live doing a show from down there. Mark it down. April 22nd, a Saturday afternoon, and bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball sweeping Santa Barbara on Friday. Ben Patch and his white hair led BYU with 14 kills and 9 digs. The win secures a share of the MPSF regular season title with number 1-ranked Long Beach State. The Cougars are the two-seed in the approaching MPSF quarterfinals and will host Stanford this week, 9 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Yeah, we'll get a preview of that coming up with Lucas Slabe. He's going to join us a little bit later on the program. BYU baseballs, we just mentioned moments ago, swept Pacific on the road over the weekend, beating the Tigers 12-1 to on Friday. Now pitchers Hayden Rogers and Keaton Sinatiempo kept the Tigers at bay for nine innings, only allowing two runs on Saturday for the 5-2 to win. And, and Spencer, I'm pretty sure that that is a six-game WCC winning streak for the Cougars. Let's make it nine against Pacific. 
Pepperdine, shall we? A Pac-12 athletic director told SB Nation Stephen Godfrey that they, quote, wouldn't be shocked if BYU uses the Las Vegas Raiders stadium to set up an annual game, end quote. Neither would any BYU fan, really. The athletic director also said that game could feature either a Pac-12 or Mountain West Conference opponent. Hmm. Interesting. We'll have more on that coming up later in the show. Let's dive into that subject a little deeper, shall we? I like the way you're thinking. Okay. Headline four just happens to be our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Shea Collinsworth ran a nation-leading time at the Sun Angel Classic in the 800 meter with a time of 201.51. It is a personal record for herself and a third all-time record for BYU. She ran 800 meters <laughs> in a just a hair over two minutes. That is unbelievable. <laughs> Congratulations. Under, yeah, yeah to understandably Shea. a personal record. Good grief. Shea Collinsworth continues to light it up on the track for BYU track and field. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The next BYU breakthrough. Ah, yes. Winning the big one, Jason. Getting the monkey off the back. The Finally, type win. Yesterday, Sergio Garcia had exactly that type of victory at the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. 74 starts at the Masters, spanning more than 18 years. Zero wins for Sergio. And more than a few epic heartbreak meltdowns for the Spanish golf star. And by the Masters, I mean majors in general. That dude burst onto the scene about 20 years ago with a ton of hype. He was going to be the next great one. But he couldn't win the big one until yesterday. I've never been a huge Sergio Garcia fan, but yesterday I was saying, you know what? Good for him. And he's getting married. Best year ever for Sergio Garcia, right? Yeah, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of pretty important things happening uh, in this year <laughs> for Sergio. And you're right. I mean, there are some people who don't like Sergio Garcia. I mean, but to be, it's, it's one of those stories that transcends whatever the sport is. It's people overcoming obstacles. And that one hurdle that they just couldn't get over finally breaking through. Yes. People love stories like that. Absolutely, which is why the crowd got behind him when he was going head-to-head. And he had those moments like he has always had where it's like, oh, here comes the uh, predictable Sergio meltdown. Right. But he stayed with it and finally got it. That got us thinking about some moments for BYU teams and athletes in those similar type situations. John Beck finally beating Utah with the Beck to Harleen miracle. First and only time in 2006 for John. Prompting Utah's Eric Weddle to say, I'm happy for John. He deserves it. How about Steve Young winning the Super Bowl in 1995? No longer in the shadow of Joe Montana. Although Steve will tell you it's not about that. Ty Detmer won a Heisman Trophy after BYU had come so painfully close with Mark Wilson, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, and Robbie Bosco. But what's the next big obstacle, the next big breakthrough for BYU? The Twitter question, please, Jason. What is the sports obstacle BYU needs to overcome? Our first tweet coming in, you may recognize this Twitter handle, at Jerem Jordan. Oh, Jerem's bored on vacation. He's trying to, he's <laughs> trying to come up with things to not think about how bad his Mariners are. <laughs> 
Zing! He is going to opening day today. He will be there today. Really cool. Hopefully they win. I yes. hope they win for you, for, for your Yes, for your sake, I hope, uh, hope the Mariners win. Uh, Jerem says, win the WCC. I 100% agree, and I will tell you why in just a moment. Uh, look, there are a lot. Winning the West Coast Conference in basketball, I completely understand. I can certainly make an argument for it. I think you will coming up in just a few minutes. Yep. yep. That is not where I am going, though. Okay. There is one thing that I believe needs to be taken care of first, then everything else could kind of fall in line. Okay. That is BYU football beating Utah. Oh, you want to give that much credit to Utah? I Hey, and you know how much I hate doing that. <laughs> you know I, I can't stand that aspect of it. Like You want to give them that pedestal? I, admitting that, that that needs to change. But it has to change. Okay. And as much as it may seem, it is not an impossible feat. Okay? Okay. It's not. With the exception of the one game, these have all been close games. BYU, a couple plays here or there, could have turned out a different way. Now, it did not. But winning that game would not only be a good football win, it would be big in terms of perception that Utah has surpassed BYU since joining the Pac-12. I can already tell you what I'm going to say the next time BYU beats BYU, or next time BYU beats Utah in football, and that is, I can't believe a Pac-12 elite (laughs) would allow such a lowly BYU team to win a game like that. Unbelievable! (laughs) The upset of the century! (laughs) It has been six years since BYU beat Utah, okay? This has to happen, okay? You cannot have a rival have that much success against you. It is time for this to change now. That's the next breakthrough. That ha- that Shepard. is the next breakthrough. Okay. And there are a number of things. Obviously, that one comes to the top of mind, right? Men's volleyball winning a national championship. And some of you say, well, they've won three. It's been since 2004. And they have come painfully close yep. a number of times. They've got to get through that barrier. Baseball going to an NCAA regional for the first time in 15 years. Can we make that happen? It's been since O two. Well, hey, they're six and zero in WCC. There you go. Or excuse me, not six and zero. One six in a row. I mean, some me. some people will say BYU football getting to a New Year's Six game or BYU basketball going to the Final Four. I, I want to scale it back. Okay, before we start talking about these major breakthroughs, let's just get to the one that's that needs the itch that needs to be taken care of, and that is BYU basketball winning the West Coast Conference. Yes, I agree with Jerem Jordan. It's been six years. Expectations were high for BYU, and they have been unmet, right? Because BYU came into the West Coast Conference, out of the Mountain West, as a team that was regularly winning the regular season championship in that league. They were consistently a competitor and a favorite. BYU's never been the favorite in the West Coast Conference. It's Gonzaga's league. BYU needs to take a slice, albeit a small one, of the pie. They haven't won a regular season or tournament title in the WCC. 0 for 12 if you combine those two opportunities per year. And this from a team, again, that was handling business in the Mountain West Conference on an annual basis. Expectations are high. They have been unmet. It's time. BYU is due. We will also tell you the big one that BYU needs that, surprisingly, Nobody has brought up. Jason brought it up last night. I can't believe I haven't seen a tweet about it. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later. Yeah, on. yeah, in about 30 minutes. Jason goes with BYU football beating Utah. Oh, the pedestal that we're giving them. Oh, 
can't believe. No, no, no. Here's what will set us apart, though, from them. If you lose the game, it's, it doesn't ruin the season. Mm. It's not the you can win that one and lose everything else and it's okay. <laughs> That's what sets the two apart, okay? <laughs> I can't believe BYU <laughs> beat the elite Pac-12. Unbelievable. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Answer today's Twitter question. What is the sports obstacle BYU needs to next overcome? Let's get some tweets. It's Twitter time. At Crazy Coog Fanatic, who I can promise you will be at the Las Vegas Fan Fest coming up on the 22nd. Yeah. You will see her during the live broadcast yes. between 3 and 5 Eastern yes. time. Yes, yes. Uh, Crazy Coog Fanatic says, beating Utah feels like beating a dead horse. To give this answer, really feels like nothing else matters. Why is that? Why is it that nothing else matters? Like, why is there not more of an argument, in, in my opinion, for the West Coast Conference, because I feel like that is more of an accomplishment. You're winning the league yes. compared to just winning a game. I think most people just want to shut up Ute fans. <laughs> Honestly, I really think that that's what it boils. BYU fans are so tired of not being able to have an argument in, you know what I mean? Like, they can't respond. There's no response. I just can't wait, because <laughs> now it's like, it's to the point where Utah's like, Man, we've talked so much trash that we have to beat them every year now. We have to yeah. beat we have to beat them, which is why I can't wait to say, "Oh, what what a shocker, Jason. <laughs> I can't believe the the Utes let lowly BYU beat such an amazing program. Let them, I see. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it let has them. To, Allow it, them. It it has to happen. And I I'm not going to say anything about this year. I will just say Things, the tide is turning in many ways. Mm. Let's hope it changes there, too. Okay. At Blue Coog 1. College football playoff top 25 and NCAA Final Four. Okay, one of those I feel like is realistic. BYU has never finished ranked in the college football playoff top 25. In fact, the Cougars haven't finished ranked in any top 25 poll since Riley Nelson did it in 2010 with the red alert play to Cody Hoffman. Okay. <laughs> So it's been a while. Like that, that for me is a feasible and understandable breakthrough. BYU finishing rank. But then the NCAA Final Four, yikes. Gonzaga finally got there. They finally got the monkey off their back. And you see what kind of an effort it took from them? Holy cow. That, like, that's a lot to ask. But the top 25, I'm on board with. What do you make of this one? At Greg Rosenhan, win more games than we're supposed to win. Win more games that we aren't supposed oh, to win? Oh, excuse me, that we aren't supposed to win. Okay, that makes much more sense. So, like the Utah game? <laughs> because clearly we are not skilled enough to compete with that team, <laughs> to Jason. To be on the same field, <laughs> Oh, apparently. my goodness. Yes. Yeah, that's one, you know, take those games that people say you're not going to win and start winning more of those. Okay. Those games that you're not favored, win more. That's an interesting one. I hadn't thought of... I haven't thought of it in those terms. Coming up, BYU volleyball assistant coach Lucas Slabe and an annual football game in Vegas? Why would BYU not do that? This is BYU Sports Nation. What's trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. 
This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN and answer today's Twitter question. What is the sports obstacle BYU needs to overcome? At Toshalin19 tweets in BYU basketball in the Final Four. Hashtag duh. Why the Final Four when they haven't won the West Coast Conference? <laughs> Cart before horse? Come on! <laughs> People! Yeah. Let's go! And yeah. I'm also seeing like college football playoff tweets. How about BYU finishes ranked in the top 25 for the first time in seven years? How dare you? How dare you? Minimalize that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, I don't know. I just we're got, letting people dream here. Just got this tweet in from at Jake R. Kemp. I disagree with Spencer Linton. At this point, I think a New Year's Six bowl game is more realistic than winning the WCC. Jacob, I love that you tweet into the show. <laughs> but what in the world are you talking about? No. What if he's right? No. A New Year's Six bowl more realistic then BYU winning the West Coast Conference, the Cougars have two shots annually. Like, guaranteed yes. two shots annually to win the West Coast Conference. Hey, that, that right there should tell you that that is more realistic. Shouldn't it? Yes, yes, it's more realistic, of course. But you have to remember, we're asking this question after this last season. I know. Where everybody is really disappointed. I know. And kind of depressed with how things played out. Oh, man. Maybe ask this in a you know a different. Maybe ask this in a couple months. You may get a completely different answer. Maybe we should ask this at the Fan Fest in Vegas. Absolutely, we mentioned this earlier. BYU Sports Nation will be live in Las Vegas for a special live broadcast at the BYU Fan Fest at the Craig Ranch Regional Park coming up on Saturday, April twenty second, from three to five Eastern time. That is twelve to two Vegas time. You can join us for live interviews with BYU players and coaches. Really looking forward to that. My forecast is calling for temperatures in the eighties and probably a little bit of wind. That is based entirely on what Vegas is generally known for. That's that's the in mid to late April. Yeah, that is essentially uh, what you will find every day in Vegas. Eighties <laughs> and wind. We're excited, and it's only fitting that we would make that official announcement about BYU Sports Nation broadcasting from the Las Vegas Fan Fest. Within the same 24-hour period that an article from SB Nation was released via Stephen Godfrey saying the following, and I quote, The Cougars are a Las Vegas Bowl staple. Before the Raiders announced their relocation, BYU and Arizona were already on the books for a 2021 game at UNLV's Sam Boyd Stadium. Although I don't think that they ever were specifically pushed into Sam Boyd Stadium for that game. It just said in Las in Vegas, Vegas in Las at Vegas. an undisclosed location. That game is now going to the new facility, and in the opinion of some, it could be the start of a regular feature for the school. Another quote from a Pac-12 athletic director. I wouldn't be shocked if BYU uses the Raiders Stadium to set up an annual game, telling SB Nation. Their fan base travels extremely well. More on that in a moment. To that city and a game in a brand new NFL stadium could be the difference between grabbing a Power Five or another Mountain West team as an opponent, end quote. Why would BYU not do this annually? It makes way too much sense. Well, and one of the things that we've seen out of Tom Holmo and BYU is creative scheduling. This would be a way to help out the schedule in a creative way. 
I mean, we've already seen BYU doing this, playing neutral site games at NFL stadiums in different places. I mean, they're obviously, they, they did it last year at the University of Phoenix Stadium. They're going to, uh, what is it, NR... G Stadium. Yeah, NRG Stadium. In Houston, Texas. Yeah, taking on LSU. I, I still want to call it Reliant Stadium. But, I mean, this is a creative way to be able to play a really good game every year. I'm like, you. why wouldn't you do this? If BYU put 30,000 fans in the Cardinals Stadium against Arizona and basically neutralized Arizona's home field neutral advantage, why would, why would they not want this in Vegas? Do you think it's – I mean, like, what do you make of the fact that in an article that was not about BYU, a Pac-12 athletic director brings up BYU on his own to say, I would not be surprised if BYU takes advantage of this for an annual game. Yeah, and I would be shocked if that Pac-12 athletic director doesn't hail from the state of Arizona because he's experienced it firsthand. You mean Southern Arizona? And the Wildcats (laughs) have a game slated for September 4th, 2021 against BYU in Las Vegas. The fan base travels extremely well. Yes, the trip from Northern Utah is technically easy, about five to six hours. But BYU already has one of the top six school alumni groups established in Las Vegas. The fans are already there. Even if nobody traveled from Utah, it would still be a fantastic BYU showing. Well, and you you would have to assume. Now, it mentions a Power 5, you know, Pac-12, or a Mountain West team. Now, Mountain West, you could probably get something later in the year. Now, if you're going Pac-12, obviously we've seen that they're not willing to adjust any of the schedules unless you're Notre Dame to play later in the year. So this would be an earlier game, you would assume, which is what BYU has become accustomed to doing, playing those types of teams in those types of venues earlier in the year. So I don't care when it's played. I I think it should be played. it, It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to be able to get a game like that against a pac or excuse me, a Power 5 team, and get it on your schedule every year. Even if you have to play UNLV, it's like, yeah, do you want to play at a neutral site? Away from your (laughs) typical home stadium, right? right? Well, by then it may be their home stadium. That's true. But it would still be a home game for BYU. I'm sure that's all in the works. It would still be a home game for BYU. It's been that way for a very long time. Interesting stuff. And, And we can spend an entire show talking about the dynamics of this. In fact, we might. Also, we need to throw this on the schedule, Jason, for later in the summer. A pet peeve show, okay? Oh, yes. A pet peeve show. Yeah, did you want me to, what started this? Do you want me to, do you want me to give, <laughs> you want me to give my example? <laughs> I came to the conclusion over the weekend that everybody that I was driving around on I-15 was an idiot but me. <laughs> you and every other driver ever in the history of driving. Everybody... I just thought, I'm the only person who isn't an idiot right now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just some of the, just the craziness. So yeah, we need to do, and so it got us talking about pet peeves. We need to put that on the schedule. Absolutely. I love it when we have planning shows live on the air, where it's like, (laughs) yeah, we should do this, and we should do this. Okay, and people are like, "Uh, all right. You know what, speaking of being on the schedule, you know what's already on the Uh schedule? Uh-oh. Hit it. Here we go. Countdown to the Vikings. One, three, eight. (laughs) 
Eight seven seven. Eight seven seven. Cash. No, that's what I think of every time you do that. One hundred thirty-eight. Okay, but as yes. promised, yes. as promised on Friday, we are going to roll the new countdown visual with the old music and see if you BYU Sports Nation like that better. So for a second time, would you please? Countdown to the Vikings. 138. I, I come mean, on. Come on. I know. It's, it's it a is, classic. It's a no-brainer. It's a classic. It fits. It's comfortable. It makes sense. <laughs> we, we need to throw this out there, a, a Twitter poll question. Which one do you want? We will start it tomorrow. I, I, I just think you go back. To the, the other one is like you get done with it and I wait for you to go into 877 cash now. <laughs> I mean, that's, what? I mean, this just makes sense. Which one do you want? You've heard both back to back at 138 days away from BYU to Portland State. Which countdown do you prefer? And no, none of the above will not be an option. There will be two options. You can choose one or the other because clearly the voice of the people back on election day didn't win out, even though it should have for longer than like two months. We took away the countdown because that's what people asked for a little while, but now it's back and you have to pick one of the new countdown themes. Yeah, this is not a uh, countdown or no countdown. Or I shouldn't say one of the new. I should say either the old, old or, or the, the new. new. Yes. Yeah. Hey, the kids love the retro these days. It's retro. So we're going to go <laughs> the with the retro. retro. <laughs> the retro music. That was gone for all of like 21 days. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, that's what we're going to do. I think I know where this is going to end What up. is the sports obstacle BYU needs to overcome the most? That is our Twitter question today. At Twiggy or Stone says there are a couple. Beat Utah in football, win the West Coast Conference, and go to a Final Four. All three. I think those are that's three, that's not three. just a couple. Coming up. The real potential breakthrough win for BYU, a trump card of sorts, and Luca Slabe at BYU Men's Volleyball in the house. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends, on a Monday. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. We have talked about a number of interesting things today, like... Which countdown music should we come back with? Clearly, that's really the headliner, right? It's really important stuff. Get that. Also, why Jason Shepard feels like he is the only good driver on the road <laughs> in all of the world. Yeah. It makes complete sense, right? <laughs> it makes total sense. What's the next breakthrough win for BYU athletics? It can be an athlete. It can be a team. But this coming off of what Sergio Garcia pulled off at the Masters. He had 74 starts in major golf tournaments. And zero major wins. He had been painfully close. Epic heartbreaks. Like, to the point where it's like, here comes the proverbial Sergio yeah, meltdown. Waiting for it. You're waiting for it. And we thought it was going to happen yesterday, but he finally won it. So, what's the next thing for BYU? There are a lot of potential things out there. Tweet in using the hashtag BYUSN and download the podcast to hear our conversation. Baseball swept Pacific over the weekend, and they will stay close to home for Tuesday's game at Utah Valley. You can listen to the Batcats on BYU Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball swept Santa Barbara on Friday. Ben Patch led BYU with 14 kills and 9 digs. The Cougars hosting the MPSF quarterfinals against Stanford this Saturday at 9 p.m. 
Eastern. We'll talk to assistant coach Lucas Slabe in just a moment. As I just mentioned, BYU baseball swept Pacific on the road over the weekend, winning on Friday 12-1 and 5-2 on Saturday. Cougars will be facing UVU tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. A Pac-12 athletic director telling SB Nation Stephen Godfrey, they, quote, wouldn't be shocked if BYU used the Raiders stadium to set up an annual game, quote, that happening in Las Vegas. The AD also said that game could feature either a Pac-12 or Mountain West Conference opponent. Shea Collinsworth ran a nation-leading time at the Sun Angel Classic in the 800-meter with a time of 2.01.51. It's a personal record for her and a third all-time record for BYU. Joining us now, first guest of the day is BYU men's volleyball assistant coach Luca Slabe. Luca, welcome back to Studio B. Gentlemen, thanks for having me again. Hey. You had Saturday and Sunday off to think about sweeping UC Santa Barbara. You get a, a share of the MPSF regular season title, but now it's on to bigger and better things. How's the team feeling mentally right now? I think we're uh, where we want to be. You know, there is a few weeks um, ahead of us, I hope, not just this week. So we can get a little bit better. We can, get, we can prepare ourselves uh, for what really matters to us, you know, trying to go to the NCAA tournament and see what can happen there. You have more time to watch BYU Sports Nation too, right? Of course. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, that's something, that's one of the channels that it's on in our house uh, with, our, with my son. That's all he matters. Uh, all he cares about, ESPN, Sports Nation, BYU TV. So, yeah, we're more than uh, fans of, of yours. Well, well done. That's, yeah. that's, that is good. Uh, Good raising of children right there is what that is. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. <laughs> what, here, I wanted to ask you this. Where did the double clipboard come from? Like, where, where, What's the backstory with the double clipboard? Yeah, you can buy it on Amazon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, just, it's just one of the tools that I, I think so. Many coaches have uh, used it. Uh, it's big. It allows me to put quite some data on, on the opponent. Uh, whatever happened with them uh, in the past and what do we want to do now. So basically all I need to advise and to talk to our guys, it's on that clipboard. Also the current stuff, the Met stuff, live stuff, because I chart everything, uh, what they do when we serve. Uh, and uh, I compare old stuff, new stuff, current stuff. And we try to make some kind of educated decisions on the spot uh, during the match. That's both incredible and seems very intense. Do you finish every match with like serious writer's cramp? Like, does your hand hurt from writing no, so fast? No, no. But you you cannot you cannot uh, you got to be really focused, you know, and uh, because you can miss stuff, and I don't want to miss any. Uh, and I talk to our scout girl Chelsea a lot when I feel that I missed something, so she can correct whatever uh, my notes were. So you got to be focused, and that that's actually okay. So I don't wander around and uh, <laughs> worry about other stuff. I'm actually focused on my job. We were we were talking before we went on the air. Just you know, you guys year in and year out are so good, and you guys are now back into the tournament and, and looking to do some damage. How do you guys, as a team, avoid the complacency as a program of being top three consistently year in and year out? Basically, we just don't talk about being like, hey, this is who we are. We're always up there. We stay away from that. We talk about, hey, this is who we are and this is what we need to get better at. So this is the only language we use. And uh, it's basically, I'm not going to say it's forbidden, but we don't practice that at all. So we don't talk about uh, rankings at all. Uh, I find myself in the middle of the week not even knowing if we're number two or three or one because I really don't care. 
And uh, we don't discuss that with guys. Uh, we just discuss things that must be done. And uh, we cannot win championship by talking about our standings and rankings. So that's the bottom line. So that's how we're trying to keep our focus uh, where it should be. BYU men's volleyball assistant coach Lucas Slabe with us in studio. B, you are the number two seed entering the MPSF tournament against Stanford on Saturday. And by the way, the double clipboard is for sale for $15 on Amazon. So if anybody needs a new double clipboard, Luca wasn't kidding. You can get it on Amazon. He'll have his ready to go against the Cardinal. What kind of things are you going to have about the Cardinal on that double clipboard? So I will know for sure all their tendencies and how we're going to defend them. Uh, then uh, that's right on the on the on the first on the top part of the clipboard. Then on every page, I have tactical preparation for every rotation, so I know how we're going to defend them in every rotation. And then on the actual paper, I draw things and I mark things what's going on in each rotation, and I compare that. And then I try to guess. No wonder Sean loves you so much, Luca. Holy yeah. cow! I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you tell us about Stanford? Just based off of record, it, it's not the, the record we're used to seeing from Stanford. So what kind of Cardinal team will we be seeing on Saturday? So going into Stanford games when we played them about a month and a half ago, uh, I was not really sure what to expect because what I saw on the video was like, wow, you know, this team can put us in some major trouble if we're not going to do our best. And uh, first night, we took care of business. Um, but Saturday night, Stanford came back and competed really, really hard. It was a sellout gym. was really nice. Of course, only BYU fans, 80% of them. <laughs> so it was home court advantage for us again. Uh, but they made really, really good adjustments. So I'm sure they're going to do some more adjustments coming into Provo on Saturday. Uh, so it's going to be a dogfight. You know, it's playoffs. Anything can happen. And uh, they know there's nothing to lose. So they'll come up here and just be tough. Do you feel like BYU is peaking right now at this point of the season? Um, I don't think we're as good a volleyball team as we were last year at this time, which is okay. Uh, and I hope we get a chance to peak a little bit more. So taking care of business on Saturday, probably can be a little bit better going to the MPSF Final Four. If things uh, uh, are you know, if we execute properly and we get to go to the NCAA, I hope we can peak a little bit more. So I, personally, as a coach, I don't think we're where we want to be right now, but there's still time. I hope we buy ourselves more time after uh, winning Saturday. You guys have dealt with health issues all year long. How have you been able to manage those so well? You cannot stress about them too much. We try to evaluate uh, – our medical staff evaluates – the injury, we're trying to see what was different, if there's reason, of is there too much load, was there certain things that were not done properly on our behalf, um, the way we train, the way we cycle things, um, and we just cannot stress about it. It's part of the sport. we got to move on. we got to find solutions. Who's going to replace this guy? And I think we've been really successful uh, so far. Um, even though we have injuries, you know, probably Stanley's out for the season. He was huge, you know, spark from the bench for us. Uh, he proved us that he can actually win for us. And uh, otherwise, everybody else is where it should be, you know. Price Jarman is uh, back at, I would say, his best with his knees and everything after wow. his sprained ankle and stuff. 
So uh, hopefully we stay like that. You know, I'm okay for just what we are right now health-wise. So you feel that, that Ben Patchen included in that is, is where he needs to be? It's going to take time for Ben to come back to actual his physical strength. Uh, he's been out so long, but uh, it looks promising. Uh, still needs lots of work, and I'm sure Ben can help this team in the near future. What is the best – and this is, uh, this is an opportunity, Luca, for you to really shine here. What is the, uh, what's the best part of coaching – with Coach Olmstead. Your raise is on the line. Yes, Luca. I'm just saying, I'm sure he's watching right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll skip the fashion part this time. Okay, okay. yes. yes. Uh, no, but uh, honestly, uh, it makes me so uh, there's way more than just we're co workers because we go way back there. So I see him more as a friend, as a co worker. Sometimes that can be a little bit of obstacle. But sometimes it can be it can make our life a little bit easier, especially when we communicate about tough subjects. Um, it makes me feel that I matter, and uh, it makes me feel that my opinion actually it's valued. Uh, so he trusts me a lot. I feel that, and that uh, he gives me in this regard he gives me lots of freedom. Uh, so he trusts what I do and what I'm what I've been doing and. Uh, this is this is like this is the best part of working with Sean because you don't get to work for people very often that they will give you all this. You know, hey, I trust you. I know who you are, and uh, it's all you. You know, and uh, we'll talk about it. But he really feels me appreciated. How do you feel like you have changed as a coach since coming back to BYU in your own personal approach? I'm assistant coach now. You know, I've said it many times, I've never been an assistant coach in my life, always head coach. So it takes a lot uh, to adapt because you're not the boss now. You're not taking and making all these decisions. But like I said, um, I'm professional. Um, I don't see myself as a college coach. I see myself, I'm a coach. That's my profession. Uh, I got to do whatever it takes for a team to win. Um, and, uh, but Sean makes my life easier. You know, uh, because he knows what I can give to this program and he knows that I'm here to help him build his own program, his program. Uh, and uh, that's all that matters to me, you know, helping BYU to get better, try to win titles and to support my friend. We've talked a lot about just how consistent this program has been in winning. And obviously the ultimate goal is to win. But on a match-to-match basis, are there goals that you go into each match with? There is, uh, there is always objectives of, to the week. You know, Monday we're going to sit down, we're going to talk about object- objectives. Guys are going to come watch video, we're going to give them objectives for the week. Let's see if we can execute those um, during the week. So our objective is never to win. Of course, we want to win, but it's never there. Every now and then, maybe I would put a pressure, guys, we need both this weekend, okay? Uh, but that's just once every now and then. Um, it's just like, you know, everybody talks about process, but it's actually about process. And uh, following what we've, uh, what we've planned and try to execute that the best possible way and make sure that we sell our product really well. So coaches, we need to sell this to our customers and our customers are our, our guys. So we got to make sure we do that really well so they buy into the process so we can actually run this business. We know that you are all in on BYU Volleyball and devoted and absolutely loyal to this program. But I want to point out the fact that you are 
a great BYU fan in general. You're out at a lot of events, tweeting pictures, seeing things. What is it about the stretch Y and BYU that makes you want to get out and support not just volleyball but all the teams? I mean, BYU has done so much for me. You know, coming here as a player, now I have all these options. I've met so many people. I speak language. I know the culture. I, I, I hope I'm respected among some, you know, colleagues. Uh, and now BYU is creating all these opportunities and for my family and for my kids now. You know, if I wouldn't be here with my family, my kids would never be able probably to go and watch American football, you know, in front of 65,000 people and get to go on the field and get to meet coaches and players. There's just so many things. And just to see this institution value that sport has in college and in U.S. in general is just completely different uh, perspective that we get here, that my kids get here and that will get back home if they eventually return to Europe. So I really want them to see this so they can make better decisions, they can make changes back home. What are some of your favorite um, sporting events to watch on campus? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I really like If I have a chance, I'll go watch basketball, of course, football, it, women's ball. I, it really doesn't matter. The only thing is just schedule. I always keep myself very busy. So even though I have time, I still watch video or I still do something that is volleyball related. So I, I think I could do better to go support more uh, of our teams. But it really doesn't matter. Uh, I have no favorites here. Hey, you know what? As long as you're not getting caught up in that whole neon movement with Sean Olmstead, Luca. <laughs> I'm fighting that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think that you will need something bigger than the double clipboard? No, I think I'm okay. You think you're good with that? <laughs> Did they even no. make like a triple a clip? triple clipboard? <laughs> <laughs> Our, yes, <laughs> production assistants are searching triple clipboard on Amazon right I'm now. Okay. Hey, Luca, great to talk to you. We know how busy you are. We appreciate the time. Good luck uh, on Saturday. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma okay. for that uh, match against Stanford Thank on Saturday to uh, extend the season and, like you said, give yourself more time to go and peak and, and get better. Thank you very much for having me again, and uh, good luck with everything. You got it. Thanks, the assistant coach. coach, Luca Slabe, BYU men's volleyball, ranked third in the country. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your responses to the sports obstacle that BYU needs to overcome the most. And Jason's trump card in that regard. How has this not been mentioned on Twitter? It's huge. Tell me somebody is thinking about this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. We just spoke with the assistant coach of BYU men's volleyball, Luca Slabe. That dude is always in the zone. Yeah, he is ready to go. With the double clipboard. The double, and he said, we don't even know if there is a triple clipboard, but he thinks the double... <laughs> Is uh, is good enough? Great hey, stuff for Luca. Yeah. Absolutely had a uh, had a big announcement earlier in the program. BYU Sports Nation will be at the Craig Ranch Regional Park in Las Vegas on April twenty second. You can join us for a live broadcast at the BYU Fan Fest with players and coaches from three to five Eastern time. It's going to be a lot of fun on the twenty second. An update to our Twitter poll about whether you want the. New countdown music or the old countdown music? I don't, I don't buy this. I don't buy this. New music. 
49%, Jason. The old music at 51%. Look, I mean, I'm happy that the new music has the lead, but this should be blowing the new music out of the water. Oh, no, it just switched. New music, 49 now. So the old music has a slight lead now. Oh, so it switched? Yes. Okay. Come on. We need the, we need the old music. <laughs> the old music needs... Like, like this really shouldn't be. Is Russia involved in this, Paul? <laughs> is that is that what's going on here? You did impersonate. Uh, <laughs> I mean, nope, not going there. <laughs> well, what, what is this? The old music should be winning this thing by a landslide. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Twitter question today. What does the sports obstacle BYU needs to overcome? Clearly, it's... The music will, uh, yeah, it's going to be a close vote, Jason. How long do we set the poll for, too? Is it 24 hours or is it just at the end of the show? I don't know. However long it takes for the old music to get a, a significant lead where they can't lose, <laughs> shut her down. <laughs> oh, my goodness. At Price Tyson 97530 says, The football team needs to stop giving me heart attacks. <laughs> I don't like close games. I like games where BYU wins by 13 or more points. So that's the next obstacle, winning every game. Just dominating every opponent. In non-heart attack fashion. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Like, I thought for sure, for sure, the following would be one of the early and obvious answers to the question because that's how BYU fans think. They always want the biggest, the best, right? Jason, you brought it up last night on a text message conversation. I haven't seen a tweet about this. I am, I am incredulous. Yeah, right now. I, I'm a little shocked that we did not see this. But can, can, can't we make the argument that the ultimate breakthrough would be getting P5 inclusion. Oh, there it is. The Power 5 trump card. Getting into a Power 5 conference would be the ultimate overcoming the obstacle. The ultimate breaking through the barrier. Power 5 inclusion. inclusion. Oh, but the thing is, we have to have some sort of realistic (laughs) approach, right? Oh, it's realistic. (laughs) In 2025 or 2024? It's going to happen, Spencer. The next real breakthrough? It is going to happen. Yeah, of course. When that came through on the conversation, I was like, yes, of course, Jason Shepard. <laughs> of course I'm up. the one bringing yes, it up. Yes, naturally. But in, in all seriousness, I'm shocked that nobody went there because BYU fans want that. BYU's athletic director, Tom Homo, wants that. They want that level of competition week in and week out in all sports. Yeah, and and – that one breakthrough has a domino effect to a lot of the other things we've talked about. At Jelly Belly Kelly. Hey, we met we her met last her, week. Yes. Consistency in several sports. Inconsistency has plagued BYU for many years. They win some big games, lose games they shouldn't, etc. Okay, that's a an umbrella approach, right? Three weekend sweeps for BYU. The Cougar Whip Around features it all next. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Another shout-out and thanks to today's guest, Lucas Slave, assistant coach for third-ranked BYU men's volleyball. They will host Stanford in the MPSF quarterfinals on Saturday at 9 Eastern. And by the way, it is real. The triple clipboard <laughs> exists. BYU Sports Nation just tweeted it out. Not a joke. A triple clipboard. Why would you ever Why? need a triple okay. clipboard? You know what, though? Since we took the time to look for the triple quadruple oh no is stop there, it no is there a quadruple clipboard no, no. somebody's gonna look this up for us someone's gonna like make it and photoshop <laughs> it now yeah hey uh, coming, done coming up on the show tomorrow uh to tend to sumba 
is going to join us from uh, Men's Track and Field. And how about it's Tuesday? That means Between the Lines. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Lauren Frankham and her cronies hard at work. Cronies! <laughs> <laughs> what should we do now? Whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Volleyball. Third-ranked BYU swept Santa Barbara on Friday. Ben Patch and his lovely white hair led BYU with 14 kills and 9 digs. The win secures a share of the MPSF regular season title with Long Beach State. The Cougars are the number two seed. They will play in the MPSF quarterfinals versus Stanford this Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Baseball. BYU swept Pacific on the road over the weekend, beating them 12-1 on Friday. Pitchers Hayden Rogers and Keaton. Is it Senna or Cena, Jason? Uh, I say Senna. Okay, well, it's dinner time when it's you dinner translate time, it. Either way. Kept the Tigers at bay for nine innings, only allowing two runs on Saturday for a 5-2 win. Sweep! Football. A Pac-12 athletic director told SB Nation Stephen Godfrey they, quote, wouldn't be shocked if BYU uses the Raiders stadium to set up an annual game, end quote. The AD said that uh, the game could feature either a Pac-12 or Mountain West opponent. Track and field. Shea Collinsworth ran the nation's best time at the Sun Angel Classic in the 800 meters with a time of 2 minutes, 1 second, and 51 hundredths. It's a personal record for Shea and a third all-time record for BYU. Softball. The Cougars swept LMU over the weekend. Senior McKenna Bull pitched seven shutout innings in the series finale to finish the sweep 2-0. Cougars in the PGA. <laughs> Daniel Summerhays finished tied for 46th, finishing at 9 over in the Masters yesterday. Cougars Jason. overseas. Thank you, Spencer. Jonathan Tavernari had seven rebounds, two assists, and six points in the Mensana's loss at Saturday, on Saturday. Swimming and diving. Nine BYU swimmers and divers named to the all-MPSF first team. Eric Muir named the MPSF freshman of the year, as well as receiving first team honors. Congratulations. Golf. The men host the Ping Cougar Classic today and tomorrow at Riverside Country Club, and the women compete today and tomorrow in the Dale McNamara Invitational in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tennis. Men beat St. Mary's 4-0 on Friday. Senior day, the women were rained out on Friday for their match against St. Mary's, but defeated Pacific 4-1 on Saturday. Rugby. BYU beat Colorado State 93-3, eked it out in their regular season finale. The Cougars start the USA Rugby playoffs this Saturday. Sports. Men's and women's teams both beat Utah on Saturday in ultimate Frisbee. The men won 15-8 and the women 12-4 in their season finale. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLot.com. I'm giving it to the BYU pitching staff. Three earned runs over the weekend. That's it. Elite tweet of the day from at Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. Hands down, BYU needs to win the WCC in basketball. We've gotten so close yet so far away. Thanks for listening and watching. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to the Slave family. <laughs>